When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hook 'em up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Appreciate this stat on the text line. Stats. We love the stats. Stats are for losers, but they play a big role in this game sometimes. Damn right. Texas OU for the 119th time. Do you realize the last time Oklahoma won this game as an as the lower ranked team? Doesn't happen very often. It does not. 1996 with John Blake as their head coach. They beat John McAvey. Last time there's an under a lower ranked team. That's wild. Yes, it doesn't happen that often in this this rivalry, which will heat back up on Saturday uh, at 11 o'clock. Looking forward to it. We'll get you more details on our plans tomorrow. I want you to come join us up in Dallas tomorrow afternoon. Special guests will be there. We're gonna have some some of the best food in the world tomorrow the afternoon. World. Oh, I'm not right. kidding you. Oh man, uh, at Terry Black's Barbecue in downtown Dallas. Uh, and then uh, Saturday we'll we'll be out at the watch party of all watch parties, Rod. And somebody texted me on the text line and said, "E, the field house at the crossover is in Leander, not Cedar Park." Now, I, okay, I don't live out that way, but how's it? I mean, it's directly across from the HEB Center at Cedar Park. <laughs> like, like I, you can see it over there. Maybe it's like on the border. So it's 183 the border. Yeah, maybe it's like right on the border right there. Maybe that all right. Well, be you're getting a little ticky tack down the line. Yeah, okay. could be. So it's like right on the line, Could okay. be like right on like the county line or whatever. Isn't it is. Leander know. and Cedar Park the same damn thing? I yeah. Hey, don't. I'm not going to suck. I'm a South, I'm a South Austin guy, and I would just be insulting them. But I would say it's pretty close, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I would be insulting them. So no, I'm not going to say that. So well, and it's funny. It's kind of like in down where I live. There's a whole new uh, shopping center of restaurants of, uh, right between Buda and Kyle. Oh, yes, yeah, the one I go to all the time, right? That's where Valentina's is and all that kind of stuff right there? No, that's in that's Valentina. That's in uh, Buda. That's downtown Buda. Oh, ah, uh, okay. That's where Mudbugs is. I'm basically is. doing that to you. Right. Got to come Buda and Kyle and say, y'all the same. What? No, y'all, it's the same. Well, no, if you get out on 35. It's the same. If you get out on 35 and you pass Cabela's going south, right? Uh, the next exit, essentially, if you get off, there's a brand new complex. It's got like a, a Willie's Ice House. Um, Torchies is in there. Torchies Tacos. I mean, it's all brand new. And it's cool. I mean, it's cool that it's there, but it's right. It's between Buda and Kyle. So if you said either or, that's kind of like how I see this place, Fieldhouse at the Crossover. It's, it's in, it's in, I guess Leander, but it's it's directly across from the HEB Center at Cedar Park, just across the tollway, other side of it. And it's a great spot to watch this game. Eleven o'clock on Saturday. Weather's going to be phenomenal. Where should you rather be? Gather with your Longhorn friends, and uh, you can sit on a lawn chair, you can sit on a picnic table. Uh, the the big screen on the stage rod is. You know, movie movie theater sized. Yeah, it's huge. You'll the sound is great, and uh, if you have kids like Rod now has, no, well, you're you. By the way, this will be your your young daughter uh, Monroe's first Texas OU game. Uh, it will be. Did you get her a onesie? She's got some. She got plenty of Texas stuff. I mean, okay, she's good. Got lots of burnt orange stuff. Well, I mean, we've been. <laughs> well, I think we've been given at least. 
10 outfits that, that I can think of with the, the longhorn, burnt orange color. Love that, man. So she's Love good. I can't she's, wait to see that she's picture. She's taken care of. <laughs> well, that means she's going to be the good luck charm. Because yeah. she was supposed to be born. Her due date was the day of the it game. Was. It was. October. She was and a little early. Got here in time to see she it. She was like, I want to see it, though. That's I wanna right. I want to be born she's on the day. She's smart that way. So make it wait. Hey, Sark, you can't lose that game, man. No. I mean, bad mojo for baby girl. That's exactly right. That. Hey, somebody texted us also and said, I tried those rhino pills from the gas station. Tried it once for kicks. Wife uh-huh. had to tap out. Oh no! Come on! Don't be tired. Don't be trying those things at the end. Cause they gas uh, station. You don't really. Uh, they're not FDA approved or anything like that. It's just really. <laughs> I don't think it is. No, it's not FDA approved, man. You can stuff like bad stuff can happen when you. you it depends on your body. They're chemistry. allowed to sell it at the gas station if it's not approved. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's the gas station because you. you I'm you not buying be, it from the guy at the gas station. I'm yeah, buying it are. in the gas station. Yes, you are. You're basically <laughs> out in the parking lot with some dude. That base that guy's your pharmacist now. If you're buying pills at the gas station, the gas station attended guy, the cash. That's your pharmacist. So imagine Only that. Pills I'm buying at the gas station are like Advil. I'll buy an Advil in those little packs. Well, yeah, now that's P- that's FDA approved type stuff. Talking about a Thank lot of you. stuff in those pills, the enlargement, enhancement. When it's like Rhino pills, or it's like uh, you know, I don't know what it's called, the Black Beast, whatever it is. I don't know some crazy name. That stuff isn't necessarily FDA approved. You don't don't watch yourself. Don't say be careful. There's another test. That's wanna... like saying Buda and Kyle are the same. That's what I just said. But there's a place right between the two. That's that what could, I said. You go either way. Yeah, I said. It's like you go either way. You're uh, the same equidistant from hey, Buda and Kyle. I like Buda and I like Kyle. I like Cedar Park and I like Leander. All right? Boom. There you go. I, I like both I like, of them. That's like, my point. I like Round Rock and I like Huddo. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like them both. It's cool. You know what I mean? Uh, the sub. We're the burbs, baby. We're, We're the all burbs. in the burbs. <laughs> <laughs> it says, guys, it's in Cedar Park. I work at Cedar Park and have done work there. That's in Cedar Park, the field See? house. See? There you go. You now we got people that live up there now disagree with, with where, where is that. So it's all right. Doesn't matter. Just make sure you're there for the Texas OU watch party. That's right. That's yeah. what we yes. Bring your kids. Your yeah. kids can run around, play pickleball. They got so much going on. Court. You know what they have inside, Rod? If your kid doesn't like football, you got an, they got an ice rink. I know. I saw that. You can go ice skating. I won't be doing <laughs> it, but it's amazing. I mean, it really is amazing. How, Video games huge. inside. Yeah, they need to build one of those down south. I want one close to the crib. I love it, but I had to travel all the way to it's, Cedar Park slash Leander yeah, to I, get there. I'm with you, but, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's a good it. spot. It's, it's a good worth spot. It. Yeah. Uh, I'll be traveling up to Dallas tomorrow after the show to do our uh, watch party and watch event uh, for the afternoon show. Ooh. Special roundtable coverage of Texas OU tomorrow afternoon, three to se- th- four to seven. Food. And normally, we have Rich Eisen all the way to five, but we're going to snatch an hour from Eisen. Because uh, we need to talk more Texas OU. We love that show, Rich Eisen. But for, for one day, we'll do four to seven. Uh, I'll be up at Terry Black's Barbecue in Dallas. Uh, special guests include Bobby Burton and Jerry Hamilton from Inside Texas. Uh, Jerry's going to hang with us until he has to go to a football game. He's going up to a high yeah, school game Friday night. Game. Yeah, yeah. Of course he is. He's working, man. Uh, which is great. But th- you get to meet those guys and myself, and we'll have some barbecue. Rod and Patrick will be here anchoring our Horn hometown home coverage, so we'll be bringing it to you, Texas and OU old school style. It's gonna be great. Uh, get on up there. Let's uh, get ready for that, Texas OU. Rod's got a rant coming up. Um, <laughs> my wife had to tap out. That's too much. Uh, no, see, I don't buy that. Are you bragging now? <laughs> Someone says, "Why, Rod? Why does he have to be black? I don't know. It could be another beast. I don't know. They call it just the beast. So they always have weird names when you walk up to the county. You're like, what is that stuff? And it's like, you know, uh, enlargement. And it's like, there's one that's like extend Z, right? Yeah, there's an extends with the Z in there. that one that Jimmy there? Johnson used yeah. to pimp that? Yeah, there's an extends. Not the driver to the coach. That was a little bit more official than the ones that are just at the counter, I guess. But, yeah, you're right. At least they, at least they advertise on, on that one. Our producer this morning is Cole Dixon. Cole, it seems like uh, 
Uh, you've had some experience with the rhino pills? No, no experience, but I did look them up. Uh, so there's Extensi male enhancement. Okay, at the gas station. Yep. Vi- Vigor A? Vigor A? Vigor. 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 Yeah, Vigor makes gold. it bigger. Herb Viagra. And then oh. Extensi male enhancement. Extended release version. Oh. Extended. I just looked up top male enhancement pills at uh, gas stations. See, and make sure you, there's a difference between enhancement and enlargement. They're different. Enhan- okay. Rhino sex enhancement pills. And don't be don't be trying to mix them both and get enlargement and enhancement. Can you read the side the effects time? of those rhino pills? Is it like in, <laughs> I can look it up? Yeah, look up for the the, the side effects. No, you don't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't want to look that up. I think some of it's like really bad stuff potentially. <laughs> Probably like heart, you know, ray, heart race. I don't know. What blood pressure? Who diarrhea is definitely on. There. Oh, <laughs> why did you say it? No, we don't <laughs> need the real. That's usually a byproduct of idiot. You look at all, even those commercials on TV. Oh, yeah. and like oh, side effects of this drug. It's I all, love that. Right, diarrhea is always in there. Yeah, like the 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 must read side effects are like longer <laughs> than the actual commercial, and the, <laughs> the, the guy and the lady are still walking through the park. It's like if your bowels explode, <laughs> exactly. Here it is, you I got should it. contact a doctor. And it's like, what do you mean? <laughs> so let's see, FDA, dangerous drops in blood pressure, chest pain, prolonged. You know, oh yeah, and that's, a, that's and if you're if you're if you're taking other drugs, then it can if you cross if you oh yeah yeah it can mix, mix them, it with yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Mix them. that can be bad. That's why it's yeah you got to be careful with that stuff. But you'll be a rhino. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be strong like bull. You're strong like bull. That's what they'll call it, bull. <laughs> that rhino bull. horn, you know rhino. what I'm saying? Bigger bull. makes it bigger. Someone says honey goat weed. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that's a thing too. Yeah, I was say like I, you know what? I, st- I try to stay away from that stuff. But hey, man, you need well, the PEDs. Well, you got our guy at the villages in Florida. When you get to be in your eighties, Rod, you might need it. You know, and then you just need. No, your I, guy. but that was a thing I, too, though. I've taken the blue pill just for like kicks or stuff before, you know, just to see how what it what what it does. But that's like official official. That was like an official blue sure. pill. That was. I can't um, take pills A, but B. What was funny is during COVID, during the whole lockdown, there was a spike in STDs and stuff in the. Old homes, oh, especially yeah. in Florida. Well, that's too. not like, just then doing COVID. That's 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 been the case for years. There's nothing else to do. Yeah, it's a, exactly. It's been the case for years it, because yeah, it's nothing to do there. And what? No, it's really about the uh, the rise of Viagra and then female Viagra. Now these older people they don't have to deal with you know father time taking yeah. away their sexual you know vigor. Yeah, we don't, we don't, <laughs> so yeah, now they can still days, get after like, it. Like women are out doing like hormone replacement. Yeah, and they're they're keeping their. Yeah. They're, they're dry. That's always good. Hey, uh, coming up bottom of the hour, Bob Nightingale. He is the USA Today lead columnist, Major League Baseball columnist. Great get. Bob Nightingale He's helping great. us break down the series. It's now Astros, Twins. Astros. Astros, Twins, Rangers, Orioles. Props to the Rangers. Two straight in Tampa. Went in and whipped the uh, 99-win Rays. Back-to-back games. Uh, Jordan Montgomery was great in game one. Uh, Nathan Evaldi was great. And how about the, the Ranger uh, rookie, Evan Carter? Youngest Ranger ever now, a 20-year-old, youngest Ranger ever to hit a home run in a postseason series. He's just added that lineup. Uh, we know they can hit, Rod, uh, because you got Simeon and Seager at the top. But, man, uh, Josh Young is back. Now they've added Evan Carter playing some outfield. Uh, Jonah Heim continued. I mean, they're just they're loaded up and down that order. If they get even decent pitching, they're going to be tough. And, obviously, the Orioles – this is the Orioles' first stop, uh, their first try at this, right? This is the only the, – the, the, if you're a Ranger fan, we'll ask Bob about this coming up. You're facing an Orioles team who's new to this, right? Mm-hmm. And now, the Rangers haven't been in the postseason in a while either, 2016, their last trip. But they just played two games, and now they go to Baltimore. I will say this for the Rangers. They're going to see a much more hostile crowd than they saw in Tampa because Tampa couldn't draw flies for these games. As we know, the lowest 
You know, their game one was the lowest postseason crowd in baseball. Like 100 years. Since it was like 1919, 100, yeah. Yeah, it was like 100 years. It was like 104 yeah. years. Crazy. crazy. Embarrassing. <laughs> but uh, Orioles will be packed. Now, it is an 11 o'clock game. We do know that. The Rangers will play the Orioles game one at 11 a.m. I know Ranger fans are frustrated by that, kind of getting the shaft from the TV networks. I'm assuming the Astros game will be the daytime, too. I'm assuming they're going to go, you know, day games for the National American League. And then, you know, the Astros, Dang, well, we'll 11 see. 11 a.m. playoff baseball. Well, that just feels weird. Well, and, and the TV networks want standalone games. So you're going to have an 11, you're going to have a 2, you're going to have a 6, and you're probably going to have a yeah, the, the Dodgers game will be the primetime game at night. So I'm assuming the, the Braves get that nighttime slot, that 6. I'm just going to assume the Astros game is at 2 or 3. Uh, I'm just going to assume that. They haven't announced it yet. But, um, Man, those ratings are going to be down. Well, it, for, with they college just, football going on. That's what I'm saying. The ratings are going to be down. They deal with that every year. They deal with it every year. Now, they'll well, get better ratings come the, the weeknight games. Better ways to handle it, though, than the way baseball handles it. Yeah, 11 a.m. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. What is this, college game but day that, now? That's why Greg Sankey is pretty adamant. I mean, all the reports are he's pretty adamant. That, that Texas OU game is moving to 2.30. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. they, you know, that's their big window, and it's a ratings thing. They want yeah. to be able so, to maximize the window. Yeah, that's a great point. We talked about earlier in the week. If you're going to go to this game this year, this will probably be the last time it's 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, it'll almost certainly be 2:30 because that's SEC time, right? That's the big window on yes, CBS. Sir. That will now be ESPN starting next year and ABC. So um, CBS will be doing some Big Ten stuff moving forward. But this is the last year of the, the big game at CBS, and that'll be. I just, I mean, think about the football weekend, right? I think we know we thought about it. We talked about it. You've got Texas playing Oklahoma. You got Texas A and M hosting Alabama. That's a big one. That's a big one. And then the Cowboys and Niners. The only thing would be better if the Cowboys game was in, in, in Dallas. Yeah, I was saying it was in Dallas. Wow, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, that would but be anyway, in, either way, it's in San Francisco. But you can still watch it still, on Sunday that, night. That city will be. They'll be captivated. Everybody in that city will be watching. Every television damn near in that city will be on well, that look, Dallas San Fran game. And if the Aggies can follow the Longhorn suit and beat Alabama. As a two and a half point underdog at home with mm. their backup quarterback, all of a sudden A and M season is back on track because, of course, they lost that game to Miami down in South Florida the same the same day that Texas beat Alabama. Uh, but they've gotten back on track and their defense has played a lot better. As you said, they've kind of realized, wait a second, let's just rush the passer. Let's not mess around with, uh, yep. you know, our secondary can be leaky, but let's just get after. We got these great defensive linemen. They they really dominated Arkansas, but this is not a really good Arkansas team this year, right? They lost to BYU. It is not. Uh, you know, that, Sam Pittman's team is down. They miss Kendall Browse a little bit too. I do think yeah. that's right. So huge games in the Lone Star State, kind of statement games, barometer games, measuring stick games, whatever you want to call them. Because um, you know, if the Aggies were to beat Alabama, Rod, I, yeah, I don't want. Well, Logan fans, you got to be hoping, you got to be wishing yeah. Alabama wins. That helps you. It does. It makes your resume look better. Oh, one hundred percent. But if yeah. the Aggies do win it, they're I don't say driver's seat, but they're in a good spot in that SEC West because you know they've already beaten Auburn. This would be a win over Bama. Yeah. LSU's not great this year. Their defense great. is no good. They're going to yeah. play Missouri on Saturday in a big game. Missouri looks good. So Ole Miss. You know, you're looking at that SEC West thing. You know what? If we can get this Bama win after beating Auburn, beating Arkansas, now all of a sudden you're starting to think about some things. But you got to win that game. Got to win that game first. All right. Let's uh, nine fifteen. Let's get a rant from our man Rod B. Bob Nightingale. Bottom of the hour. Rod's rant of the day is brought to you by Apple Leasing, the easiest and safest way to get a new car. Any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and experience how easy it is. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite 
and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, well, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, I want to continue uh, previewing these big games. I want to talk about the Cowboys and the 49ers. You know, what makes the 49ers offense truly unique is that the multiplicity of it. I, obviously, we talked about the positionless football aspect of the personnel, um, and that was the, the, the key principle uh, that uh, my man Shano built this offense on. But also, if you look at schematically, man, they use a lot of different personnel groupings. The 49ers were one of six teams last season to use at least four different personnel groupings at least 5% of the time. I'll repeat that because I know. That's a lot. <laughs> 49ers were one of six teams last season, all right, six of the 32 teams in 2022, to use at least four different personnel groupings on at least 5% of their snaps. All right, that means they are among the most m- multiple and versatile offenses in all the NFL in more ways than one. Those offenses were uh, the 49ers, the uh, Falcons, which makes sense, right? Uh, they also into positionless football. The Lions, the Cleveland Browns uh, actually were thrown in that conversation too. And the, uh, the Ravens. We're also uh, in that conversation. So you got, I mean, those are some of the most versatile offenses, but nobody more versatile than the 49ers when it comes to personnel groupings as well. Uh, 11 personnel, they were probably in around 40 plus percent of the time, 21, 34 percent of the time. Uh, they were in 12 personnel, around 15 percent of the time. 22 personnel uh, was also another one of their favorite, favorite personnel groupings. That was up so close to 10 percent of the time. So they're very versatile. And that is part of the challenge. For Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn's got to be ready not only for the versatility of the players, the movable chess pieces that that uh, Shano has, which is Christian McCaffrey, who can play running back and wide receiver. You got Debo Samuel, who can play running back and wide receiver. Kittle can play H-back, tight end, fullback. You can put him in the slot. Uh, and then you got Juszczyk, who can play fullback, tailback, H-back, tight end, play, the, uh, play in the slot as well. All these movable chess pieces. And then you got to deal with the personnel uh, groupings as well. So that's the situation where Shanahan is, is zigging when the rest of the NFL is zagging. Everybody else wants to go to more spread sets when they spread you out. Actually, Shadow plays in more uh, power sets, more 21 personnel, more 22 personnel, more 12 personnel. Most teams are going more toward 11 and spreading you out more. And by utilizing heavier personnel, offenses force defenses to make a choice. You can fit the run with a light box, which is... You know, basically, that's disaster going up against the 49ers. Uh, and you can d- d- choose to defend the passing game with your linebackers all right, in coverage and safeties in coverage. Or you can defend the personnel groupings uh, and basically give match the numbers in the box, defend the run. But then you're going to leave favorable matchups on the outside. And essentially, that's what Shanahan wants. Sark actually does something very similar out of his heavy personnel groupings and heavy sets. Uh, so Shanahan's offense is the embodiment of the chess match within the game. And if you look at what the the, the Cowboys do, I love what and, and Shano brought this up, too. And they asked him what worries him most about going up against a Dan Quinn defense. And one of the, the uh, things that he mentions was the chaos that Dan Quinn causes. 
You could make the argument no defense causes more chaos than Dan Quinn's defense because he does it at every level. He runs more twists and stunts up front on the D-line and the defensive front than anybody in the NFL. Before Trevon Diggs was out and before Trevon Diggs was out for the season, they were trying to play more bump and run on the outside to disrupt timing of wide receivers, reroute wide receivers, and also cause confusion All right, and with timing in the passing game. Uh, these twists and stunts on the defensive line, defensive front, that causes confusion in the pass protection, trying to pass off defenders like Micah Parsons and Sam Williams while they're running twists and stunts. That's really tough. So you got confusion on the line of scrimmage with the pass protection, confusion outside with the passing game and the timing, and he rotates his safeties as much as any team in the NFL. And he uses three safeties more than anybody in the NFL. They use dime package as much as anybody in the NFL, which is six DBs, all with the intent on confusing, discombobulating opposing quarterbacks. So the pre-snap picture never matches the post-snap picture. It is always something different, and you force the quarterback to have to read and diagnose the play post-snap in those three to three seconds or so and not give them any hints or any clues to what you're doing in the pre-snap. That's what Dan Quinn's best at, and that's how he's going to challenge uh, uh, Brock Purdy and challenge this 49er offense. It's going to be a really great chess match, E, between these two teams. Yep. Uh, uh, they know each other, they're familiar with each other, and there's the Trey Lance element where he has information, insider information about the 49ers offense. How much did he share with the, with the uh, Cowboys? How much of that information are the Cowboys going to use in building their game plan? We don't know. Man, that's uh, if you like chess and football, these this weekend is big time because you've got Dan Quinn against Kyle Shanahan, and both are super talented. Hate it for the Cowboys that they will be without Trevon Diggs and Micah Parsons is not a hundred percent. He's going to play on that knee, but he's not, um, you know, at, at his best. Uh, but he'll still be a factor without a doubt. Uh, look, and the, qu- the question through all the chess is going to come down to quarterbacks, right? The Cowboys have to do something no one's done in the regular season. That's beat Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's nine and zero as the starting quarterback. Uh, in, in the regular season, and obviously the NFC Championship game where he got hurt in the first quarter, you take that game out, and he's 11-0 and as a starting quarterback. And obviously Christian McCaffrey has been a big part of that. They rode him to a big win last week. But the Cowboys, in their two in their three wins, have outscored their opponents 108-13. to 108-13. to But this is a different, different step up. Remember, Tony, Tony Pollard got hurt in this game last year in the playoffs, and they yep. played in January. That's where he hurt his ankle. And that's when the offense really ground to a halt for the Cowboys. Because I look at the Cowboys – you know they 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 like to use Christian. I mean uh, Tony Pollard a lot like the, the Niners use Christian McCaffrey, right? A lot of a lot of sweeps to the edge, a lot of perimeter runs, and then get back between the tackles on cutbacks. Also in the passing game, uh, but Christian McCaffrey's obviously been an MVP so far. Tony Pollard really hasn't broken loose this year. Uh, also, I'd mention this run a challenge for the Cowboys. The the Cowboy the Niners have won ten straight home games. They've covered the last nine. Mm-hmm. And Vegas is telling you this is a very even game, right? I mean, typically the home team gets three points from Vegas. So this is a three-and-a-half-point line. So essentially saying this is a, a dead-even game, which typically comes down to quarterbacks. Like, yep. can, can Dak Prescott make some plays? Uh, Brock Purdy has been sensational. Uh, I don't want you know, if, they, if the Cowboys lose this game and Dak Prescott plays a rough game, that's going to lead to a lot of conversation next week, Rod. Yes, it will. Because uh, it's, I agree. Because it'll be about he's not he's the he's the reason you can't get past the divisional round. That's what the people start saying. Yeah, he's the reason you can't beat San Fran. And just like with the Longhorns, if you if you don't win Saturday or Sunday in the Cowboys, it doesn't end your season, right? You still have great things you can do. It just feels like the end of your season. It'll just feel like <laughs> it'll just come in bumming. You're like, damn. We yeah. still, and, and especially if you lose to Brock Purdy again, who the Cowboys fans are hopeful that he comes back to earth at some point, and somebody like Dan Quinn. 
can uh, can confuse him and make him make some throws. The other thing I would say about in the Cowboys' advantage, Micah Parsons is not 100% and no Trayvon Diggs. Debo Samuel won't be 100% either. He's dealing with a knee problem. He's going to play, yeah. but he's not 100%. So two of your best players on either side, not at their best. Uh, that means Brandon Ayuk. That means Christian McCaffrey. That means George Kittle. But to your point about the three safeties, Rod, and Rod's rant, brought to you by our friends at Apple Leasing, can I mention that uh, the Cowboys have to feel pretty good about the matchup with Kittle because of guys like J. Yeah, Ron Curse. I agree with that. Big safeties that can run with him. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's part of that. Uh, I kind of like that matchup for them. But then, you know, can Stephon Gilmore match up with Brandon Ayuk becomes a big question, or, you know, Deron Bland, whichever one draws that assignment coming up. Can't wait for this game. It's a Sunday night primetimer. Probably the best of the primetime games by a mile Not this weekend close. in the NFL. Tonight's yeah. game, Washington and uh, Chicago. Oh, that reports is that Matt, disgusting. Reports that Matt Eberflus could be would be out if they lose this game, national televised game, if they're ugly tonight, because everything's been ugly for the Bears so far, on and off the field at 0-4. Uh, also on uh, Monday Night Football, not so great. It's the Raiders and the uh, Packers. It'll be it'll be better than what we get tonight. Yeah, it's some ugly. It's some Jordan Love. It's been some ugly games so far for the NFL. Well, you know what other game it's is this weekend? Early that on. We're not talking about much. We would would be in a different situation. This is the weekend of the Broncos Jets game. Oh yeah, but no Aaron Rodgers no. now, and the Broncos just look terrible. I, I, I gave you the, the stat earlier that teams are completing seventy nine point five percent of their passes against the Broncos. That's 80%. Zach Wilson could get off. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Matter of fact, Zach Wilson's coming off his best game ever. Yeah, he is. He actually outplayed Patrick Mahomes. First time an an opposing quarterback has outplayed Patrick Mahomes pretty much in every statistical uh, facet in that matchup versus the the, the, the Jets. So it was crazy. Broncos country, let's ride. Let's ride. And remember, it was uh, (laughs) – It's safe to say that Sean Payton should have been popping off this summer. He has nothing to pop off about. Yeah. They were lucky to beat the awful Bears on Sunday, Mm-mm. and now they're playing the Jets. This would have been a huge game if Aaron Rodgers were playing. Nathaniel Hackett v. Sean Payton, all the offseason you know, smack talk and pettiness. I love it, but that's still a game to watch. Texans Cardinal, their Texans Falcons will be a fun game. That's too, actually, a, that, I'm now I'm really in, excited about that game considering what the Texans defense looks like, and you get to see Bijan. Yes, that Falcons offense is fun to watch, not because they're <laughs> they're really prolific, but because of I just brought up all the different personnel pa- packages and all the uh, positionless football uh, that the 49ers utilize and deploy. The Falcons are actually probably the second. If you look at positionless football offenses, they're probably the the second leading um, positionless football offense in the NFL behind the 49ers. Bijan Robinson is a big part of the way they use him. So I want to watch that contest and see what D'Amico Ryans has got cooked up defensively to counter all the uh, multiple uh, looks that Atlanta is going to give you. Well, and that's for, for people who say that Brock Purdy is just a product of that system and all the weapons. Watch Desmond Ritter. He's got a ton, a ton of weapons and a system Ugh. that's similar, and Ugh. he stinks. All right, so it's that's not, a it's great not as easy, point. It's not as easy as Brock Purdy makes it look, I promise you. That's a great point. Uh, hey, we'll come back when we do. We're talking baseball. Divisional round here, the final eight. Final four in each each league, including the Astros and Rangers. What are the odds we get a an ALCS, an American League Championship Series that features Texas and Houston? We'll ask Bob Nightingale, the lead baseball columnist and writer at the USA Today. Coming next. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Austin, Texas Sports, The Horn. What a weekend, what a weekend. It's Thursday, that means the NFL starts tonight. Not the best game, that's for sure. That's Car- Commander's Bears. Ugh. Thought we were going to have some baseball to watch today and tonight, Rod, but all of the wild card series ended in two games. It was fast. All ended yesterday. Mm-hmm. Two game sweeps, including those Texas Rangers going right through the 99 win Tampa Rays in Tampa in front of friends and family only, it felt like, with those crowds in Tampa. But they're headed to Baltimore. They'll see a much more hostile environment there. Ranger fans excited, but kind of bumming that that game on Saturday rides at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Uh, same time the uh, Longhorns play the Sooners. Come on, man. <laughs> right there at the Cotton Ball. So you're going to have to split allegiances potentially on that one. Still haven't gotten a start time for Astros, Twins, Phillies, Braves, or Dodgers, Diamondbacks on Saturday. But to sort of talk some baseball, talk about both Texas teams <clears throat> into the postseason and maybe the likelihood we can get an all-Texas ALCS. He is Bob Nightingale, USA Today Sports Major League Baseball columnist. He's been doing it a long time. He's a Hall of Fame voter, one of the best in the business. Bob Nightingale with us. Bob, how are you? Yeah, doing great. How about you guys? Doing great. Thanks, Bob, for joining hey, us. Yeah, man, it's that time of year. It's baseball season. How, any surprise that the Rangers were able to go right through the Rays the way they did in their building and uh, get out of there with two uh, pretty dominant wins? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the Rays were you know probably heavy favorites. Just the fact that you know the Rangers had the division, uh, you know, got beat up in uh, you know in, in Seattle there, and then uh, you know have to fly all the way from Seattle to Tampa. You know, Tampa was kind of hot all of a sudden. So yeah, of all the uh, of the first round, that might that might have been the the, the biggest uh, upset. And uh, I know, yeah, I know you guys are talking about TV times, but they're in for those first three games. By the way, what's that? And the TV times are in for those first three games. By the oh. way. Okay, uh, let me look that up yeah. at MLB.com. Yeah. I didn't see it at the website I was looking at, but I'll I'll check those. Uh, but so the Rangers win. Tell me your thoughts on Bruce Bochy when the Rangers hired him and now the impact that he's had on this team, obviously with a good mix of veteran players and then the young guys that have come up, the Josh Youngs, Evan Carter now. Uh, give me your thoughts on, on Bruce Bochy you know, stabilizing that organization. Yeah, it just shows what a difference a manager makes, you know. Uh, so last night after the uh, Rangers clinched, you know, I, I uh, text uh, Chris Young. I said, oh, Life's different now that you got Mr. October and managers. I mean, it's <laughs> unbelievable what, what Bochi does. Uh, you know, three World Series, of course, in San Francisco. And they never had the best team in San Francisco. You know, they had the best clubhouse uh, makeup, but not the best team on, on talent-wise. And uh, he's working his magic again. And he's sitting here, too, to see, uh, you know, possibly Scherzer coming back in the division series. Hey. Go ahead, Rod. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to ask you um, with the way the, uh, the 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 wild card round worked out early on. What are your thoughts about who can end up being the hot team? Usually, there's a there's a hot team that gets hot at the right time. Who's the hot team in the playoffs this year? Well, it's got to be Philadelphia again, and I can discount Arizona, but you know, I mean, that's what happened last year. Atlanta, uh, Philadelphia got a hot, beat St. Louis the first two games, and went Atlanta and beat them in, in four. So I think Atlanta might have learned the lesson. Uh, you know, Arizona could catch uh, the Dodgers by a little bit of surprise. In the same division, they played each other a million times. But the uh, the Diamondbacks kind of limped into the playoffs, got swept by the Astros. And uh, they played, you know, some good baseball against Milwaukee. But Philadelphia is a, is a scary team. If I'm Atlanta, you know, that's a team you, you kind of got to watch out for. 
Bob Nightingale's with us, USA Today, longtime columnist on Major League Baseball. Yeah, the time's in noon, as we said, or eleven o'clock hour, or noon, noon, noon is the start time for Texas Baltimore, uh, not eleven that I had seen. So Texas Baltimore is uh, at noon. Uh, Minnesota Houston and Game One down at Minute Maid Park is at three forty-five uh, Central Time. Philadelphia Atlanta is at five oh seven, and then the Dodgers, as we expected, the primetime game at about eight twenty against Arizona. Hey, Bob, the uh, Rangers headed to Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore is the the best team in the American League in the regular season. A lot of young players, and they've come a long way. The, you know, the Mark Elias, their general manager, came from the Astros and has kind of built that that system, and uh, this is their time. But uh, I think the Rangers have a bit of a, an experience advantage as far as players in this spot, maybe not with the Rangers, but over time. And Bruce Bochy, you mentioned. Uh, but what are the Rangers walking into when they see this Baltimore team? Well, Baltimore team is very good. What Baltimore is, they're the 2015 Astros. Uh, you know, they burst on the scene this year. I think they're going to run that division for the next five, six years. I mean, they got so much young talent, talent that's coming from the minor leagues too. So, yeah, they've been sitting around, uh, you know, for a week now, catching a hot Rangers team. Uh, I worry about the experience factor with them, particularly with the, with the pitching. So I think that's why this series, I think Astros are a slight favorite, certainly not a heavy favorite. And they, uh, I mean, the Orioles are a favorite, I should say. A slight favorite, but I, uh, it, it should be a, a, a great series, right? I kind of give the upper hand to Texas just because of, of what they've done. And, uh, you know, like you said, guys like, uh, you know, Seager and Semyon, you know, Seager's played all the playoff games in the world. It's going to be a big advantage of those guys, particularly to get Max Scherzer back. Yeah, he was warming up in that bullpen. Uh, <laughs> getting a little work in. If they get Scherzer back, that would be huge. Uh, Rangers, Orioles, Rod Noon coming up on Sunday. Astros will play the Twins at about uh, three forty-five uh, mm-hmm. our time. What do you? What's your your thumbnail, Rod, uh, Bob, on the Astros at home? It's such a weird thing, is it for Astro fans? They're they're under under five hundred as a home team. They were twenty games over on the road. Any idea? or Have you heard anything from from Dusty Baker? Anybody with the Astros? What their home struggles have been? They can't figure it out for the life of them. You know, I was just in uh, Houston a week ago. And that's when they uh, expend the batter's eye because of what the uh, hitters were complaining. They had tough place to see. Uh, didn't make a difference. I mean, they uh, when I was there, they lost two or three games to Baltimore, and then uh, left town. They got swept by the uh, by the Kansas City Royals of all teams. So yeah, strange what's going on there. I mean, obviously they need to fix that in a hurry, or else they're not going to uh, they're not going to survive. So it's, it's weird. I mean, they get great crowds there passionate fans, everything else. So maybe it turns in the playoffs. Uh, you know, same thing as we're talking about Bruce Bochy. This is Dusty Baker's time of year, too. Hey, hey uh, Bob, that's actually one of my theories is that the Astros have become such villains now, and they've embraced the villainy, and they are villains on the road, and they actually play better as villains now since that's what they are. That's their, their character now. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it is weird. You know, I mean, Certainly Altuve is like that. I mean, I've been on the road a million times with the Astros, and uh, Altuve gets viciously booed more than anybody I've seen, maybe since the days of John Rocker, and he loves it. I mean, he just uh, performs so well under it. Uh, I was teasing guys in the Minnesota Twins Clubhouse last night about Korea. I said, this may be the first time in Korea's life since he left the Astros where he's going to get wildly cheered, at least that first time back, you know, <laughs> when he goes down to uh, introducing the Houston. Yeah, that'll be cool. There's a, uh, a bunch of former Astros coming back for that. That's one of the oh, subplots yeah. with Carlos Correa. And our, Carlos was uh, CC1 was such a leader of those Astros teams, and now doing the same. You saw that leadership in, with Minnesota in this series there, and uh, you know, big stuff. You also have 
you know, Hank Conger, Dallas Keuchel, Kevin Goldstein, all former Astros coming back to Minute Maid Park along with Carlos Correa. Hey, Bob, Bob Nightingale is with us USA Today. Real quick on the National League, uh, I think everybody would love to see a Dodgers-Braves uh, LCS, nothing against the Phillies or the Diamondbacks, but you, you, historically this Braves offense, I mean, slugging over 500, I don't think we've ever seen anything like it. The year Ronald Acuna Jr. had, now he gets to take that to, to prime time in the playoffs. Uh, you know, is this, where do you rank this Braves offense all time for what they did in the regular season? Yeah, I mean, it might be a first of all time. You know, times are different, but, you know, we always say a reference to 27 Yankees, and this is at the end of modern day 27 Yankees. Uh, unreal what they've done. I think the best two teams in the National League are actually the teams that are playing now, the Phillies wow. and, and Atlanta. And uh, I think Phillies are that good. The Dodgers is amazing. I mean, all the injuries, their entire starting rotation, uh, you know, is different except for Kershaw, and he's been banged up. And they, uh, you know, they, they've lost a lot of position players. I think it's Dave Roberts' best job. But for matchup, as far as just you know, historic teams, that will be fun. But I, I'll, I think Atlanta is a slight favor over uh, Philly. I would think they'd be a heavy favor over the Dodgers. Uh, Bob, last thing, the the likelihood, I know all Astro and Ranger fans have watched this teams go back and forth this year, divisions, you know, who was in first, who was chasing. Astros ended up winning it on the last day. I think everybody in the Lone Star State would love to see a Rangers-Astros LCS. What are the chances uh, we get that in your mind? Well, I mean, uh, I think, that, you know, better than 50-50 for sure. <laughs> I think there's a good chance of that, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm sure the Astros would love to see that. I was talking to some Ranger people. They said, oh, I'm not sure we want to see the Astros in the uh, LCS just because we all remember what happened, what, three weeks ago was just a bloodbath. I mean, the Astros just dismantled the uh, the Rangers. So we'll see what happens. Regular season is different than the uh, postseason, but certainly – Nationals won't lack for confidence if they if they do play the Rangers at uh, ALCS. Hey Bob, can I ask you one question before we let you go? Though sure. that's not about the sure. playoffs. Um, what happens with Shohei Otani? You know the Angels. I talked to Angels people yesterday, and uh, I'm not saying they're highly optimistic, but there's a level of optimism that mm. they think he's so comfortable there, just like uh, Mike Trout that he's going to stay. Wow. If he doesn't stay there. I can't see anywhere else uh, besides the Dodgers. Uh, the Dodgers want him for the brand name and everything else. I think the San Francisco Giants will offer him the most money. I just don't think he'll go there. Uh, I don't think he'll go to Seattle either. I mean, Seattle's only made the playoffs once in 22 years. Might as well stay with Anaheim. So and the Dodgers have got to be the favorites. But I, I, I'm not going to discount the Angels. Yeah, right there in Los Angeles versus Anaheim would be a short trip for that one. And, uh, uh, you know, last thing, what do you think the Mets are going to do to replace Buck Showalter? I've heard that uh, Joe Espada, the Astros bench coach, might be a guy there. What do you think happens with the Mets? Yeah, interesting uh, what direction they'll go there. I don't think – I think the Craig Council rumors are way overblown. I don't see him leaving Milwaukee and going there. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously Stearns knows, uh, you know, the Astros organization very well. So knows Joe Espada. Uh, he's Joe Espada. He's interviewed for a number of jobs and had not come close. So I don't know what's going on, whether it's just, you know, poor interview t- techniques or, or what happens. But a lot of people want that job. And they're not really supposed to, uh, you know, contend for a, while, for a playoff for next year, but they're building for, for the future. And obviously Stearns has such a great track record where he did in Milwaukee. So those guys should be good to go, you know, in 2025 and beyond. 
So, yeah, why don't open uh, all the map on that one? I don't think there's a, uh, a favorite. I, and I, I don't believe that Craig Council, you know, is a favorite. I just don't see, I just don't see Council leaving Milwaukee for New York. Bob, thanks so much. That's good stuff. Hopefully we can check in again as the playoffs continue uh, through the divisional rounds, which start on Saturday with four games. Thank you, Bob. Sure, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thanks, right. Bob. Yeah, Bob Nightingale, follow him if you're a baseball. He's awesome. There it was. Yeah, I mean, he thinks better than 50-50. Astros, Rangers, LCS. Also thinks that the Phillies and Braves, that's the mm. best two teams in the National League right now, considering all of the injuries for the Dodgers, and he's right on that. So Bob Nightingale, by the way, on Twitter, at B Nightingale. Also USA Today is where you'll find him. And the Braves have been the best team. Oh, and, man, Rod. But I mean, the Philly, Phillies become the hot team. Yeah, they beat them last year. Yeah. And the Braves were favored. <laughs> and the, the Phillies beat them and then ended up playing <laughs> the Astros in the World Series. And, um, you know, because the, the Braves beat the Astros the previous year in the World Series. And then uh, we'll see. They're all back. And uh, now the Rangers have joined the party. The Baltimore Orioles have joined the party. I thought that was an interesting comment, too, by Bob Nightingale, that the, the Orioles are the 2015 Astros. And that's true. Mark Elias has Ooh. built that in a very similar way than Jeff Luno nice built the Astros uh, with that farm system and young talent and bringing it all together. Orioles over 100 wins this year. We'll come back when we do, Rod. You ready to play Who Said That? Who Said That? Who Said It? We'll find out next. Who said it on a Thursday? Got some great sound for you. We got to decide who it is. Uh, we'll play that coming up. Uh, also, somebody said, guys, those East Coast times, so the Rangers play at 11 Central. Not true. I had that wrong earlier. Rangers play at noon, noon Central time, noon our time, 1 o'clock Eastern, their first game with Baltimore. Astros will play at 345 against Minnesota in game one. Uh, Phillies Braves is 507 our time. Dodgers, Arizona at 820 our time. So what, not not eleven o'clock as we said. The Rangers or Orioles will play at noon on Saturday, and you'll hear that game that right sense. here on the horn. That makes sense. Rod, what do you got for us, and who said that? Uh, I got a bunch of stuff actually. Uh, Cole, you let me know when you got something ready to go of the mini clips that I sent to you. Give and, it to me. And you got something? Who said that? Wondered this, and I had the good opportunity, the good fortune, Cortez, to co-host PTI last week, mm. and our guest. And this is just by the grace of God, was none other than White Jay Z himself. <laughs> and so I, of course, shamelessly injected myself into the proceedings to create content for this oh, show. Oh wow! Okay. Hey Troy, can I can I yeah. ask you one weird question before I let you go? Just not for yeah. not for PTI, but so I host this podcast. I find stuff out, and I have one very quick question for you. Are you aware that the internet thinks you look like Jay-Z? Yes. I am aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> a, a white Jay-Z, there was a there was a meme that's it still pops up on my feed from time yes. to time. It was some, some game, yeah. And, All and the it looks time nothing I see like it. So I don't yeah, I don't know what <laughs> you know. Hey. You know, AI is, you know, this, I think this was before everything kind of went AI, but anymore you, you don't know what's real and what's not. So I don't know if that was actually a, a, a an unedited picture of me, but <laughs> pretty scary. All right, there you go. Who said that? Oh, actually, it's Troy Aikman, but I don't know who's asking the question. Pa- Pablo Torre is asking uh, okay. the question. Uh, he hosts a podcast. He does a really good stuff. Pablo Torre finds out, I think it's the name of it. But, yeah, he basically asked uh, Troy Aikman about the meme that has been going famous and famously viral that has him right next to Jay-Z, and he looks like a white Jay-Z. Yeah, he does. And he admitted it. Yeah. I look, yeah, I well, do look, look at that like picture. They do look alike. They for do. For crying out loud. <laughs> That's 
great. I love that Troy even so acknowledged that means, it. By your logic, Rod, that Troy Aikman looks like a white Joe Camel. <laughs> Somehow Troy Aikman, it doesn't look as much like Joe Camel as, as But, uh, yeah, they look man, alike. Jason, they do look alike. They All right, speaking alike. of, uh, of yeah. football and quarterbacks, who is who, who is this, Rod? Who said this? Make third down more manageable. Against C.D. Lamb. This time, C.D. Lamb's in the... Oh, I know who that is. That's Dak. <laughs> yeah, that's become his Omaha. Yeah, that's so weird. What? I don't even get it. Has he been, has he been asked about it? I mean, because, of course, Peyton Manning back in the day was famous for Omaha, Omaha. Now, give me that again, Ty. Or, or excuse me, uh, Cole. This is, uh, this is Dak Crazy. Prescott, his new pre-stap cadence in the Texcoast <laughs> offense. Make third down more manageable. Against C.D. Lamb. This time, C.D. Lamb's in the... All right, here we go. I guess it is harder to gauge the cadence and to predict it because I don't know when he's snapping. When is he snapping on the here we go at the end of the here, here we, we go? go. And I guess it's harder to gauge the cadence so you can't like kind of jump the snap count, but that is just weird. That's his new thing. Yeah. Here we go. Probably going to hear that on uh, Sunday night. Sunday night football in primetime with Collinsworth and Michaels. What do you have for me there, yeah, Rod Babers? That is crazy. Uh, all right, Cole. I sent a bunch of them to you, so just hit me with another one. Who said that? What is your favorite road city in the NBA? <laughs> Dallas. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> uh, Who are I love you? Dallas. What NBA player said Dallas is his favorite is that road Aaron Andrews city? asking him the question? Uh, no, that is Alexis Morgan, I believe is her name, nice. if I'm not mistaken. Because I know uh, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Andrews does that podcast with Carissa... Thompson. They do yeah, a podcast they do a good together. One too. Um, I'll give it to you. It's Zion. Oh, he Zion? loves Dallas? Yes. And I think... It, that is where he met his hooker I girlfriend? Think, yeah, this is where he met his like adult, I mean in, the, adult entertainment star, hooker, ex-girlfriend, whatever. Yeah. So he likes Dallas. So D-Town. Y'all getting a shout out, man. Zion likes to play in D-Town. Wanted to play this for you because this yeah. happens to be an Austinite who's a key figure mm-hmm. on one of the best teams in football. But uh, this is a, an emotional press conference this week. Who said this, Rod? It's it's a mindset and it's a focus. You know, being present in those moments, that both coaches and players. You that's know. that's Brett Venables. We don't want that. We want the other one. Yeah, no, that's Brett. You don't want, you don't want Brett Venables. That's Brett Venables. He didn't yeah. say anything. This guy. I wanted you to hear this, though, Rod. I don't know if. I'm the most qualified person to speak on this, and Diggs might chime in more here. But, um, you know, a guy who who is not only a consummate professional, but is universally loved on this team, uh, went down today. And, um, you know, he's a guy that doesn't want the limelight. He would do conditioning. Before training camp practices, which I've never seen in my life, and uh, you know he, he's he's he does it for all the right reasons. And to see that today, I know it's the parody of this league. You saw it earlier with Tommy Doyle, but um, and I know a lot of people have spoken on it, but it's a damn shame. And, and hopefully, you guys keep him in your prayers because he uh, he means so much to this team yeah. and does it for all the right reasons. And he's a <clears throat> Father three, uh, you know this this game means a lot to him, and being a good teammate and being there for his teammates means a lot to him. So, uh, 
Just keep them in your prayers, please. I'm not sure who that is. That's Buffalo Bills center Mitch Morse, the Austinite, oh. who's from St. Michael's, but uh, then went to Missouri. And, that, and he's talking about Tredavious White. We talked about this yesterday. Oh, yeah. The cornerback the yeah. got hurt, and you can hear the reverence in which they speak about their teammate. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. That is. I mean, that's like the second year. I want to say the second injury he's had in the last two years. The second amount. Yeah, Tredavious White, the uh, great corner there, and of course, they, all that whole Bills locker hmm. room dealt with the Demar Hamlin thing last year. Much serious, more serious. This was a leg injury. But, uh, yeah, Mitch Morris from Austin, Texas. I didn't realize that. Went to St. Michael's. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Went off to Missouri, and he's been he's made himself one heck of a career. Played with the Chiefs, now the Bills. Bills will play Jacksonville this weekend in London. Bills, since they lost that opening night game to the Dolph- to the Jets, have been awesome. Yeah, they've been gangbusters, man. Including beating the Dolphins last week, 48-20. to 20. Mitch Morris. Whipping the Dolphins, actually. Here we go! <laughs> you know where we're going, Rod? We're going to the fabulous fifth quarter. Oh, that's right. That's right, baby. It'll Let's feature get, uh, wild. more Texas OU talk. We'll go behind the burn orange curtain with RB. Also, Drew Sanders, head coach of the undefeated Vandegrift Vipers, will be with us. Our weekly visit with this, with our coach. A uh, lot to do. Plus, uh, what's popping before the end of the hour. Fabulous fifth quarter coming next.